fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. Hello to all our dads out there and moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Make sure you are subscribed to our pod. Uh, we're not going to have a ton of pods coming up. We'll talk about that in a minute, but make sure you're subscribed. And when we do have a new episode, you get it right away. My name is Matthew James. I have Chris Duke with me. I have Joe Ham with me, and I think we're going to have Riley. Hopefully in a second here. We'll see. Hopefully in a second here. Uh, we have not potted in a little bit. Uh, things have slowed down a little bit in July. Yeah, we still had the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, we still have the NBA finals, even though it weirdly doesn't feel like it. Chris Duke, how have you been keeping busy? You've been selling lots of doors and windows? Yeah, man. Trying to be more successful at that than uh, the dad contest. That's for sure. Ooh. We still need to do a full recap on that and a proper burial for that. But maybe we'll attack that in August when we have Kmart and Neil with us. Joe, how you been? I've been great. Can't complain at all. I can actually see Riley walking up to my car right now. Oh, beautiful. We'll, so uh, 15 feet away. Oh, that's that's just beautiful. Uh, hey, we're live here, Riley. So be careful. Good morning, everybody. Oh, you are dead. Uh, All right. What's up, everyone? Riley, how you doing? Doing swell. Doing swell. Joe's car is nice and air conditioned. Um, we're on the way to the bar right now. We'll see you there at five forty-two, Chris. <laughs> I'll be there at five thirty, baby. I'll get the cold one for you. What have so, you guys uh, covered thus far? You guys have. We've just this covered introduction. We've actually yeah. just covered you. You are our merce, are maybe not a merce anymore. Do you, I don't know. Like what? What are you now? Once, once a merce, always a merce. Well, right now I'm a student. He's an unemployed person. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, I am. I am a an SRNA, a student of um, a student registered nurse anesthetist. So basically, I am broke and I don't. Yeah, don't have too much going on. But <laughs> hopefully, after the next uh, two and a half years or so, I'll be I'll be set. But what, you know what, Matt? Once immersed, always immerse. All right. Well said. You can still you can still save our lives, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's uh that that would be very heroic. Let's hope that comes in handy. Can you save our bankrolls with an open championship maybe. future? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, you know. I was really, I was pondering this. I just went for a run. Um, it was about 3.5 miles. I averaged maybe 12 minutes a mile. Uh, and I was sweating my ass off, breathing heavily, got into the shower. And when I was in the shower, I was thinking about this. And it came to me. It came to me. And my pick for the 2021 Open is Paul Casey, the local boy, Paul Casey. Um, you can you can take oh wow you can take him to win at plus 3500 that i mean picking somebody to win these majors it's kind of a crapshoot i i don't think it's the best bet but if you want to pick him top 20 that's plus 120 uh top 10 is plus 300 so he's obviously the local boy tied for fourth at the pga championship and tied for seventh 
at the U.S. Open. So the past two majors, he's been playing very well, always seems to be in the mix, playing on the home track, Paul Casey. And he just clinched a spot on the Olympic team, I believe, by beating Fitzpatrick at the uh, PGA. So that's he's flying high right now. I like that pick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. If yeah, I was looking at Fitzpatrick, too. If it wasn't Paul Casey, I was thinking Fitzpatrick. Somebody local, you know? Somebody local. Eng- England has gone through some heartbreak recently. Um, and I know. Maybe wow. something, a couple racial things or two, but we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's my pick, Paul Casey, baby. Let's go, Riley. It's funny you say that. I was at O'Connell's on Sunday morning, where you guys are headed yeah. right now, enjoying yeah. some breakfast, and the Scottish Open was on. And I thought to myself, you know what? I bet one of these English guys would be a good pick for the Open Championship, whether it was. Casey or Poulter or some idiot like that. So for you to for don't you even to, mention Ian Poulter. I know, I know, I know. But for you to bring up Casey, I, I kind of like it. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Do you think an Englishman can do it at home? Oh wow, I like Riley. His his picks, his golf picks have been solid. You know, if you were to listen to him and mess with uh, old Louis, the Louis. old South African, you would have. Uh, <laughs> taking him top 20 top 10 on that one you would have been gold so yeah and uh i know his masters one here yeah, i think your pick had a good little first couple days and then fell off but uh yeah casey cock we have to <laughs> we have to talk about louis for a second can you guys imagine being within striking distance of winning a u.s open on the 17th hole and hooking it into the bushes Daddy Yankee into the OB left where the ball's just gone. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think that was as bad as Xander Shoffley and the Masters oh, on, uh, that was on that par three going, going in the water and then long and making a triple, basically just handed it to Ma, uh, Matsuyama. But what's but, even better than all those is Bryson melting down on the back nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. You know right. what though? People were giving people were giving Usthusen some some shit because on the par five eighteenth, he you know, he hit his drive left. He needed to make I think he, he needed to he make needed the eagle. eagle. Yeah. And so and he ended up on his second shot, he chose to lay up um instead of uh going for the green. But I think that probably saved him a lot of money because he got this. <laughs> He got right. solo second, so he still made something like $1.5 million. So, hey, good job, Louie. King Louie. <laughs> Riley, you talked a minute ago how it's really hard to pick a winner in these majors, especially in an Open. There's a million guys in the field. So, last time for the U.S. Open, we actually waited, and then you were in Tahoe, I think, when we potted on Friday night. And that's when you gave out Louie, when he was like, had a, fir- a good first couple days. He was definitely within striking distance. Obviously, if you wait and do that, you're not going to get anybody at 35 to one or anything like that. What would you recommend people do if they wanted some action on the open? Do you take a flyer pre-tournament on a guy at those odds? Or do you kind of like to wait and see how things shake out the first couple days and then fire an in-tournament bet where you won't get the same odds, but you can have a better idea of what the leaderboard looks like. I mean, I think if you if you if you want to pick a player, you know, before they tee off on Thursday, you know, maybe on the weekend you'll have an opportunity opportunity to hedge or something. 
if you want to pick somebody on Thursday to win the tournament, I would lower the units and kind of do some damage control because most likely you're not going to hit it um, unless you're picking one of the favorites and I don't know, like Dustin Johnson or Rory or somebody wins. Rom, Rom comes out and wins again. But um, I would save the big bets for coming into Saturday when you've seen a little bit, you've seen where everybody's kind of positioned themselves. That's when I would kind of pick somebody and, and hammer them. I like it. That's yeah. good stuff. So the open, cha- I, I love the open championship. I don't know about you guys, but you know, we all live on the West coast. I love waking up Sunday morning and having that on early. I think that's, it's cool. It's unique to the other majors. And I don't know, you guys, you guys get up early Sunday and watch some links golf and see who can be the uh, golfer of the year or whatever they call it. Real quick. I'll just say this, you know, it's not that aesthetically pleasing watching nope. the U S open because it's overcast. It looks cold. Everyone's dressed up. It's just gloomy and kind of boring. Fairways look like shit. Fairways yeah. look like shit. Everyone's struggling. I don't know. I mean, so it's not my favorite major. I'll say that. That My favorite major is the Masters, probably followed by the PGA, then U.S. Open. I'd say, yeah, the Open's my least favorite. So, But it's still a major, yeah, and it's the last major. one. So, yeah. Still have to have a big cog. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. It's not my favorite, but it is, it is unique. It's kind of fun to get up and have breakfast and shit. They're on the back nine by 10 AM. It's kind Chris, of different. Speaking of, Chris, speaking of big cogs, um, <laughs> that, that dude, he's six, eight, 300 pounds or something like that. He's playing in the open. Is that, did you send me yeah. that picture of the guy? Yeah. Six, Who nine. is that guy? He's six, nine. Nice. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. That's a big cog. Is he and Xander in- will probably Sanders 16 inches shorter than yeah. him and probably put it 30 yards by him. Yeah. <laughs> is he an amateur or what's his deal? Do you, does anybody know? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a big <laughs> motherfucker. That's his deal. Yeah. I don't know how he qualified, but he's in there. We'll, we'll keep an eye on him. And see, we'll, see we're going to find a book that has odds on him making the cut. We're going to see what we can get on that. <laughs> there that'd, you be, go. that'd be nice. <laughs> All right, so we're looking forward to the Open Championship here in the next few days. Actually, midnight tonight, I guess, with the time change. We want to recap a few things. Uh, The Fade You podcast is going to take a little bit of a break after today, probably till early August. Uh, We're kind of enjoying our summers. We live in California where we're fortunate enough to do that. Football prepping, all that good stuff. Uh, Chris, Dennis has been MIA after he went 0-7 on a two-day stretch two and a half weeks ago you just what's the deal you can't get him to bet on the finals after going zero and seven i can't man i just texted him actually earlier today asking if he's gonna slide me some because i think he slid me some a uh, couple weeks ago so it's, he's due for another little payment and then i asked him a little while ago 20 30 minutes ago hey who you who you digging tonight just to see if i could could fire up a, a play out of him haven't heard from so we'll see if he's gonna take a little month or two break too you need to turn the ponies off on his book that's what you need to do <laughs> i know i thought i did i thought i didn't i looked at who the hell is this i texted him did you lose on ponies or and he goes or i said did you bet and he goes unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> classic classic den maybe while den's on a little hiatus here after the nba finals and maybe we can get some of the team fade den guys on twitter we can pool our money. We can buy Den some football magazines and we can just really get him, really get him ready for September. 
Yeah, I uh, I remember when I used to work with them. He'd always uh, be like me. I'd he'd hear me with Vsin on and trying to get the you know some sharp plays, and then I, I'd hear him you know coming back from the gas station with it on, and I'd think, oh, maybe he's learning a thing or two. Maybe he'll fade the public. And next thing you know, every text he sent, you know, favorite to over Sunday night football, Monday night football. So the spreadsheet speaks for itself. A square under though. Chris, it'd almost be worth it just to clear Den's debt and just give him, uh, you know, that extra, the extra push that he needs to get back into the game. And I think, uh, oh, wow. I mean, I mean, I know you're probably going to be missing on some money, but then you just got to up your units on, on the fade Dens. That's all. You'll get it for the good of all of us. No. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about it. The book wiped you. No need to pay that thousand dollars. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Den. Your ledger's yeah. clean. Yeah. Christmas in July. You know? <laughs> I think everyone listening to the pod is going to think that's a great idea. Let him start fresh football season and he'll just be absolutely firing. We take donations. So Matt, if you guys want to PayPal us, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you should uh, put on that. Do one of your little, uh, what's it called? Little polls on Twitter and say, should hazmat suit clear dense death yeah. or not? <laughs> and we'll That'd say be pretty good. Comment if you'd like to donate to the the fade start den. A go fund, start a GoFundMe for him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll get them all squared up. That's perfect. All right. So we'll see. I don't know if we're gonna get any den in these NBA finals. Are you guys trying to figure out what to do on this total? The total's been kind of wacky this series. Our other dad, the ant eater Carson, just fired like <laughs> Huge units <laughs> on, on under first half and full. So Holy I shit. just, I just, I just fired a unit on each because why the fuck not? Even though it's kind of a square under, but whatever. I'm gonna be with know, my man. dad's. Might as, well, might as well have skin in it. I thought I saw Sharp Place. I thought I saw Sharp Place tweet out that uh, it was kind of a pros versus Joe's total. Public on the over, sharps on the under. Is that not there right? Was some RLM. There was some RLM at the last minute there. It was 220 and a half. And then I just checked it right now. It's up to 221 and a half with 70% on the money on the under. So that would be RLM. Hmm. I that, uh, but if you see all that money, that's always, that's the big betters. That's not like the recreational guy. So. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the sharps have been hitting the under all series and they paid for it in the first two, two games. Chris, you love doing the line reading. I mean, you got game one, barely squeaks over game two goes over i think by like six or eight points game three somehow goes under after a 69 point third quarter that one also know. depends because riley's cousin um i, I heard that was, that was crazy fluctuation yeah, yeah i heard it was 218 219 so if you got a, oh, a low number dude hey we gotta go holy shit Holy shit! Live, <laughs> live on pod. I was just sitting here. That was gnarly. Uh, okay. That's that's a good place to take a break. And <laughs> <laughs> Chris Duke and I will uh, will be back on the other side to uh, wrap this up before we head off to vacation. Okay, we're back. We lost Joe and Riley. They got rear-ended live on the pod. <laughs> Chris, Shit. Chris, it's crazy. When we started the recording the pod, 
Joe talked about how Riley can still save our lives. And now they're in a fucking accident. Well, hopefully they weren't going too fast. I, I kind of heard the crunch, so yeah. I don't know uh, how fast they're going. Hopefully some some dude was uh, just didn't see a red light. I don't know how. how oh, man, I feel bad. It's uh, I'm driving also, so it could uh, well, easily get, happen to me. Yeah, don't get rear-ended. Yeah, I got my uh, my hands free on. I got my eyes on the road. Yes, yeah, always, always drive responsibly, even when you're doing a live pod on the road. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers to our, our dads, Riley and Joe. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think we were wrapping up a discussion on the totals for the series, Chris. The, you could have gotten, now we're recording this right before game four. You could have gotten bucks four to one to win the series down two nothing. What's this price going to be if the bucks take care of business and tie this thing up? Do you remember what sons were favored pre-series? Yeah, and I told you uh, earlier in that game, yes, I asked you what that price was, and then you said, yeah, and I said, I kind of still like I kind of still like it. Have you checked and seen what it is now? Uh, I can do that real quick, but what we can turn this into, is, because people won't have a, you know, the game's going to be over by the time people listen to this, but, and this is one of the last few chances we have to talk about series prices, when you're betting a series, just look ahead to what could happen. So like, okay. And you could have done this. I think with the, it was, was it the Clippers who went yeah. down Oh two in each of their first three series. Right. So let's say, okay, if you think there's a chance that that team ties it up and gets back in it, what you can do is, okay, here we go. We're sons are still minus two thirty at our book and the bucks are around just a shade under two to one. So what you could do is you could have taken bucks at four to one. Let's say you put some units on that. If they do tie it up two to two, like you're thinking that they could now you can get in a position where you can hedge back the other way and put yourself in a spot where you can make money no matter what. Now, could you, if you had bucks at four to one, you're still going to have to lay juice at two, two on the suns because they are the home team. They do have home court. But yeah. you could still put yourself in a pretty good position. So when it comes to series prices, you can get a little creative like that. Now, do you want to do it all the time? No, because, I mean, what if the Bucks never tie it up and you never get that opportunity to hedge? But I don't know. Just a, it's right. a good, th- good thing for people to have in mind in case they haven't considered that before. Right. And we talk about, talk about line reading. This line's interesting because... Um, before the series, it was Suns minus about 190-something, maybe call it two bills. And then I think the Bucks were close to plus 170, 175, depending on your book. But so this is awfully weird to me, uh, seeing a Bucks team down two to one. So you're, you're down a game instead of being 0-0 pre-series. And they're still just a, a hair better of odds. You know, you're getting better odds. So if you liked them in the first place, you can go ahead and take the bucks because you're still getting a better line than you would have pre-series. But it's very interesting that the books are kind of they're kind of saying, I don't to me as a line reader, it kind of says they think the bucks are still alive in this thing. Well, keep in mind, too, that before the series, people didn't expect Giannis to maybe even play in the series at all, let alone game one. And now he's playing. So. It, it's a good reminder too that sometimes the books are guessing just like the rest of us. I mean, there was no, 
confirmation that Giannis was definitely going to return or definitely right. going to play game one. So take advantage of when the book is in a position like that, where they're guessing it's, it happens quite a bit uh, in the NFL. Sometimes, you know, midweek lines will come down, but you can definitely get a leg up on the books. If, if you can kind of forecast what, what may happen. So anyway, uh, it's kind of weird to have the NBA finals still going. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I haven't been too interested. I haven't really watched very much. I just can't get excited. I feel like it's time for me to be on sort of sports vacation before football comes back. So it's, it's tough for me to, to really get into this NBA final. I don't know. Maybe it's because Phoenix and Milwaukee. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Very weird to have uh, sports. Uh, I mean, basketball still going on after the 4th of July. That's for sure. And uh, actually might not even be close to being done. It might go another week or so. So, yeah, it's crazy, but uh, it's a world we live in, and um, it's nice. I mean, it's, I, I do – I used to like basketball. I remember growing up with the Bulls and the, and, and the Lakers. I used to love it. It was, it was a great – one of the best, you know, things to watch. Nowadays, I'm not as fond of it, but uh, it's something to have while, while we have baseball here, and then you're going to get about a month or so just baseball before football, college football starts up. We should touch on the Stanley Cup final real quick. Uh, Long story short, it sucked. It was pretty one-sided. It was over in five games. Uh, I wanted to let Joe have his moment in the sun. He had a lightning future all the way back in February, I think, uh, which was a great bet. And they were in a tough division with Florida and Carolina, both teams that finished with more points than them in the regular season. But the lightning got it done. They repeated. Uh, Bummer for Montreal. I heard this on Chicken Dinner, Sam, the host. He was talking about how one of the hardest things to do as a sports better is get off the underdog after they've been so good to you. And I profited off the Canadians in that golden Knights series, along with a lot of other people. And my heart wanted them to keep going and, and win it. And they didn't, and they were pretty badly outclassed. And I was thinking of what else can you apply that to? And I think you can definitely apply it to March madness when you're on a dog and they pull the upset. You want it. Part of you wants to take them again the next round, but you got to, pump the brakes a little bit and say, wait a minute, they were a dog for a reason. They might not be able to do it twice. That happened to the Canadians. And Chris, I think we can apply this when we look ahead to how to bet football, because you and I, especially, we tend to gravitate towards dogs with the points. So how hard is it when you think ahead to betting, you know, during the football season, week to week, let's say, let's say you grabbed a dog plus six and a half plus three and a half. They went out right it can be tempting to go back with them the following week when they become trendy and people like us. And if anybody out there bets like us, you'd have to have a little bit of restraint and really keep those emotions in check and not get too in love with a dog that, that treats you well. Absolutely. And you have to, I forget who uh, our girl Kelly uh, in Vegas had, um, a gun. I forget who it was. He's, he's very knowledgeable. He's been betting sports forever. And he was saying how you really have to find the value on how the public perception is and then what the line actually is. So if there's still value there, if you know, a team is one in nine and they're still getting double digits and you think they're going to be feisty, that's a whole lot better than a team that's like three and six 
who are now just off a couple wins. And now everybody thinks, oh, they're turning their season around. And now they're only getting three and a half or something instead of should be more closer to a touchdown. So you just have to really see what the public perception is of that dog. And then what the, what's the, what points you're getting and how much you should be. And if there's an overreaction in the line. That's one of my favorite parts about football season week to week is the market adjustments of a team, you know, Westgate's great about their, uh, their look ahead lines, their 10 day advance lines that they put out like Tuesday or something for the following week. So you can see, okay, Raiders were projected. Let's say it's week two. They'll put out the week four lines or the week three lines and they'll say, okay, the Raiders are projected to be a seven point dog. And then if the Raiders pull an upset this, that, that current week, the following week, they might only be a five point dog, five and a half point dog. So you can really see the way the market reacts to single game results. And, and that's kind of what we were talking about with Montreal. They were one of the biggest underdogs of all time in that round against Vegas. They win the series that should have been in hindsight for me, at least just take your winnings and, and set out the next round and don't just get greedy and think, Oh, I could do it again. Cause I got burned by that. And, uh, and it's good to talk about some of these tough lessons that you learn as a better. So that's the Stanley cup final. We'll get back to hockey in October. Uh, what else is going on? We had the Euro, the gold cup, I guess is going on right now. Apparently the premier league is coming up. I'm not a soccer guy. You're not a soccer guy. I do want to shout out our guy Kmart uh, on Twitter at Kmart's underscore angles. He had a pretty good run in the Euro. He was posting those picks on his Twitter. Make sure you're following him. Uh, I think he's going to dip into the Premier League. So, um, you know, we'll be transparent. Some of us are are not soccer guys whatsoever, but we do have a guy who thinks he's going to find a little bit of an edge in it. So make sure you're following Kmart. Chris, baseball first half trends favorites, 58.8%. That can tell people why that can be a little deceiving. Why do people want to see that and not necessarily blindly bet faves in the second half? Well, because for starters, I'm sure a lot of those uh, were minus 180s and higher. And so, exactly. you know, good luck laying that juice. And even if they're minus 130 or 40 range, you're still not going to be that uh, successful with it. Your ROI is going to be very small. So just be careful. No, that's exactly right. I mean, Sure, the overall percentage is good, but when you're laying juice on every single play, you have to win more than that to actually be profitable. So be super careful on that. Um, favorites are typically going to have a higher percentage like that, but remember when you're betting at plus money, you need uh, a smaller winning percentage to turn a profit. Uh, over is 50.6%. Obviously, the big story from the first half was the spin rate, sticky gate, We'll see what happens over the second half of the season. Any teams you like to that you would think might be a little profitable second half? Anybody jump out off the top of your head? Uh, not really. Uh, some of the some of the West Coast teams might be uh, like your Seattle Mariners. I know they're uh, just you got to keep an eye on them again. Like you can relay this throughout all of sports. Like Matt said, with the dogs, um, sometimes we see the Mariners as huge dogs and we like them. And then we, then we see them as like minus minus one forty the next game. And we go, Whoa, that's just, that's a huge line flip. So just be careful when they're laying. But uh, I see some of those teams that are still undervalued, you know, cause they're in the same division as uh, you know, the angels and stuff like that. So you get these teams where they're always going to be going against some inflated uh, team 
and especially in the AL when you got the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Astros and all these teams. So look for them. And um, I'm really interested to see how this NL West shapes out because everybody thinks that, you know, this is an anomaly for the Giants. I really want to see if there's still value on them, if they're going to keep killing it or if they're going to piss it away. And then I'm going to see how the, the Padres, everybody, even Dan is on the Padres for the World Series. So I just really want to see how that shapes up. I'm worried about my Tatis MVP that you give me shit on all the time. Uh, it looks good right now, but DeGrom is an absolute god. Uh, Acuna going out knocks one guy out. I think he was probably a pretty distant third. Let me see what the prices on NL MVP are right now, and you can tell me how I should feel about my ticket. So I have Tatis at... Plus 750, I believe. Let's just double check that. I have Tatis at plus 750. He is currently plus 135. Oh, wow. And DeGrom is minus 165. I got to love that number right now. I feel like it's a good bet, but I need DeGrom's ERA to become a little more human for me to cash that one. Uh, let's see. What else do we want to recap here? I think that's pretty much it. Um, we'll see what happens with this NBA Finals. Uh, we'll see if Den reappears. I doubt it. We'll make sure that Riley and Joe are alive and well. We'll see. Uh, and yeah, like I said, we're going to go on a short little break here. We got our new Fade You logo. We're working on shirts. We're working on a couple cool things uh, for our, you know, our our big football push. So. Uh, we appreciate your guys' support. If you're listening, uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow all our guys. I'm at Matthew James 78. Chris, what are you? Hazmat suit something? Hazmat suit MJ. No, nah, just kidding. That's his number. Hazmat suit 23, baby. That's it. That's it. So, like I said, we'll be back probably in a couple weeks, early August. We'll uh, start pumping out some football content. We'll got. I know our guys like some win totals. I know uh, we'll talk, you know, about what's going on during training camp and who the public's high on this season, who the public might be sleeping on this season. And uh, it should be really good. Chris, absolutely can't wait for football. Oh, yeah. It seems like it's uh, it's stalling. Like sometimes it comes quick. Wow, it's already back. But I feel like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the long NBA season or if it's the uh, – you know, the, the long, I guess maybe last year it seemed like it came quick because uh, baseball only had, what, like 60 games or something? So, yeah. yep. we're back on regular schedule. It seems like it's taken forever. Can't wait. In the meantime, we're going to enjoy our summer. I'm going to go out of town on vacation. I'm actually going to be on Turtle Sports next week. Uh, it's yeah. small world. Uh, those guys and me both grew up in a really similar area outside of Sacramento. So, I'll be on Turtle Sports next week once they have that episode available uh we'll make sure to retweet that in the meantime chris just remind everybody for the last time in a little while what happens sometimes when you bet on poop it's what happens if you guys took canadians in the in the <laughs> stanley when you bet poop you gotta poop your result folks. all right we'll talk to you guys soon yeah 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 This is Fade You.